Welcome back to another audio podcast from the Line Movers Network. As always, thank you for joining us today. You can check out all of our content on thelinemovers.net. Be sure to follow along on Twitter at the underscore LM Network for all your up-to-the-minute gambling needs. We appreciate your continued support. What's up, everyone? Welcome back for another episode of Today's Tickets. It's episode 55, and it is Wednesday, January 24th, 2024. Um, We got some college basketball today. We're going to go over the Australian Open future bet I left for you on episode 54 of Daniil Medvedev, who is now in the semifinals, and he'll be facing uh, Alexander Zverev this, um, this Friday. Or Thursday night, Friday morning, AM hours. Um, that'll be a semifinal match, and then you also have Joker versus Jonic Sinner in the um, <clears throat> other side of the bracket to face the winner of the Medvedev versus Verev match. So that's your Australian Open right now. And um, beforehand, we took in a Medvedev stance at eleven to one. Uh, that was the best number on the market, and that was available at FanDuel. And currently, you've got Medvedev as the favorite to beat Zverev right now, and you have Joker as a favorite to beat Sinner. So you're looking at it, Joker sits at minus 220 to beat Sinner, and you can actually have the Joker to uh, win the Australian Open at minus 120 or minus 135 currently um, sits available over at BetMGM. So if you're comfortable with your Medvedev future and you don't have a lot on it, or maybe you only have one unit on it at 11 to 1, um, you don't want to hedge, you don't have to, but if you want to hedge, your opportunity is probably now for Joker minus 135 to win the tournament uh, I mentioned the wrist injury. He does look pretty healthy. He doesn't seem to have much of an ailment right now. Um, and you could put a minimum of two units on that at minus 135. So 200 at minus 135 will pay you 348. So it would get you back uh, just over $48 if you would lose the Medvedev future of one unit. So it's quick easy way to hedge make a couple of bucks and you can obviously if you want to make more money on the joker and dip into the medvedev profits if medvedev would actually happen to win at 11 to 1 um, you can go up to like maybe four or five units on the joker but keep in mind anything you wager on the joker you're taking away from the medvedev futures if you do hit the medvedev future and joker actually has a tough matchup on his hands with janik sinner uh sinner's actually taking him to five sets twice in a semifinal match, so this is going to be a good one, and um, we're going to have to see if Sinner can overcome, you know, the, it It just basically, Sinner looks like he gets worn down when it gets to the fifth set versus Joker, um, Joker's obviously mentally tougher than anyone in the sport, but yeah, well, that's going to be a great semifinal match as well, and then obviously we have Medvedev versus Varev on the other side, is Varev coming back, another semifinal his second one after the torn Achilles versus Rafael Nadal at the French Open two years ago. So that's a good look for him. But Medvedev has basically owned him for the past year and a half. So uh, odds are Medvedev advances. And we'll see 
Medvedev versus Joker. Uh, another Australian Open matchup final we've already seen multiple times. So let's move to the NFL Championship weekend. The games are set. Uh, the times are set. And obviously we have on one side, you've got the AFC. You have the Chiefs visiting Baltimore. This is the first time Patrick Mahomes um, will not be hosting the AFC Championship game. This is actually the sixth time in his career he is an underdog as well, and he is 5-0 and in the previous five games against the spread as an underdog. Um, also 4-1 and in those games straight up. This game, we got Baltimore minus 3.5, over under 44.5. Uh, some reports there could be a little bit of rain. Weather's not certain yet, but it's a 3-10, 3-15 kick time. Um, and you're going to have, basically, the Chiefs are going to have a lot, everybody thinks, tougher test with the defense of Baltimore versus, uh, say, the likes of Miami or Buffalo. Um, Baltimore's fast. They're vicious. They hit harder. They're healthier in pretty much every position. Um, they've got secondary players that, that can match up well. Um and they uh, they blitz well as well, and and then they got the front seven that that can stop the run, and they're physical. So this is going to be a tough test for Patrick Mahomes, obviously, but he's he's been here before. He's um, obviously they're planning to get in the Super Bowl. They know how to do this. They've done this multiple times, um, and then you have Lamar Jackson on the other side, league MVP this year, um, MVP before, looking to go to his first Super Bowl. Looking to deliver to Baltimore, uh, you know what he promised on draft day. He wants to win a Super Bowl. So, the way I see this game is uh, that Baltimore defense is really going to have to step up, stop the Chiefs' offense. They're going to have to stop Kelsey, Rice, Rasheed Rice, and um, Pacheco. Baltimore at home, tough to beat. Uh, Kansas City is an underdog, tough to bet against. Really tough game here, 44 and a half. I, I do like the over here. I think both offenses will get it in gear. Uh, I think both quarterbacks have the ability to scramble in this game. Broken plays. we actually seen Patrick Mahomes over under go from 27 and a half down to 25 and a half. Uh, and then you've seen Lamar Jackson's tick up all the way from, I think it was set at 62 and a half. It's almost into the 70s now. So I really don't like much here in this game, but... If I was to bet it, I would have to side with the Chiefs and the coach, Andy Reid, plus three and a half, and uh, just hope for a close game and maybe a field goal game at the end. Obviously, kicker advantage goes to Justin Tucker. Um, Chiefs are no slouch on special teams, though, never have been, and their their kicker is no joke either. He can kick. Um, moving on to the NFC Championship game, this is kind of one of those classic I won't call it a trap game, but here you have, what did we see last? We saw the 49ers playing a close game against the Packers, barely survived. Packers kind of gave it to the 49ers 10 different times. And then you see the Lions. Um, they're kind of dome warriors. They, they've been playing in, last two games were in dome. They won, they beat the Rams, survived. And then they beat the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, survived. Uh, Baker Mayfield, Matthew Stafford, both threw the ball pretty easily against this, um, buck, uh, against this Lions secondary. 
and the uh, likes of Brock Purdy. It looks like the weather should be good, so the ball won't be an issue. And it looks like Purdy will be throwing the ball as well. Now, it does look like the 49ers will probably be without Debo Samuel, uh, shoulder injury, and they'll probably have to play without him this weekend. And that 49ers offense is much different without Debo. Uh, something to note, without Debo, 17 points a game. With Debo, 31 over 31 points a game. So that offense only won one game this year without Debo Samuel in it. Um, that's something to note as well. They lost three straight games, starting with the Cleveland game without when Debo went down. Uh, so he is a game changer, and he can he's he can run the ball. He can obviously catch the ball, but he's really big after after the catch, the yards after the catch. Um, but he just brings another element to the passing game and and to uh, your quarterback security that they're going to be missing. Brandon Ayuk obviously can step up catch. Big passes, but it's a lot different when you have both of them in the field and George Kittle with Christian McCaffrey versus uh, without Debo. Something to note for both of these teams, their secondaries are awful. They let up bunches and bunches of yards. Um, Packers kind of exposed Ambry Thomas, the defensive back for the 49ers last week. Uh, They threw at him pretty much all game, and and if he can't make a play, he's basically just going to commit pass interference, so I'd look for Dan Campbell um, and Jared Goff to attack that as much as possible. Jared Goff does struggle in big games, so keep an eye out for him to turn the ball over. I was going to play this one. I'm going to have to go with the over 51. I think this is going to be a, a game where both teams start passing the ball. Lions probably, 49ers do not want to play from behind. We saw that last week. That was the first time uh, that Kyle Shanahan has traveled or trailed by more than seven in the fourth quarter, uh, 0-30 and 1. So now he's 1-30. So the 49ers don't want to play behind from behind. Kyle Shanahan, great West Coast offense, but it doesn't stretch the ball down the field very well. And without Debo, that's going to be even more um, tough to do. So you're going to want to see the 49ers run the ball here, control the clock, control the line of scrimmage which is going to be tough to do because the um, Lions front four coming uh they're coming pretty quick too Aiden Hutchinson's been sacking the quarterback the last couple times uh making big plays they've got linebackers as well they can make plays uh their biggest weakness is in their secondary so they're gonna have to um, find a way to cover up some holes and obviously the absence of Debo helps out the Lions secondary 49ers, their strengths in their front seven. Um, We did see that Aaron Jones rack up about 100 yards last week. So did see some weakness in the um, rush defense. And and obviously with Gibbs and Montgomery on the one side. um, And the Lions have been switching them in possessions. I like like both teams to be able to get, get, get it moving here on offense. I just like the 49ers to control the game from the opening possession and uh, get out early and start scoring often and early. It's one of these games where last week we kind of saw the 49ers struggle and we saw the Lions go out and and win again. So you see, you know, oh, Lions win twice. 49ers aren't that good. They only beat the Packers by a field goal, could have lost the game. 
I think this is kind of a get right for the 49ers and that minus six and a half minus seven hanging out there is uh it's there for the taking and I think if if you're a a wise better you go and wait for that minus six and a half to pop up again and you go hit it for me I, I like the over 51 and I do like the minus six and a half with the 49ers and um I do think we're going to end up looking at a Baltimore versus 49ers Super Bowl, but I would like to see the Kansas City versus 49ers matchup again in the Super Bowl. That's all I got for NFL Championship Weekend. Moving on to some college basketball real quick before we wrap up the podcast. Uh, System we've been on over at the Line Movers Network in the Discord. This is a system I got off of um, Josh Applebaum over at VSIN. You can find him on his podcast, The Market Insights. It's uh, three, maybe four days a week. It comes out about two or three o'clock. You can find it on Apple. But you can also go to Amazon and buy his book. Um, basically, the system is uh, it's college basketball, and when an unranked home favorite is facing a ranked opponent, since 2017, these teams are 154 and 85 on the money line. Um, so what that means is a couple of instances today where this happens. You have Auburn, number 16 in the nation, traveling to Alabama. And Alabama is the team getting points. So that's an unranked home favorite. <coughs> Excuse me. Unranked home favorite. Versus a ranked opponent, and that would be Auburn, your ranked opponent. And then you have Colorado State tonight, ranked opponent, traveling to Nevada. Nevada getting points, or Nevada giving points, three and a half on the road or at home. The system here tells you that you take the money line on these teams. So far this year, the money line is 12-7, and seven, and just over about 7.5% return on investment. So that's not bad. You're looking for a way to make money long term. You're betting one unit. Uh, always betting to risk, not to win. So tonight you would be betting, if you're following this system, which would be a total of 166 and 92 since 2017. Um, you would go and you would put one unit on the Alabama money line at minus 170 or wait closer to the game i think you'll get some public money coming on on auburn public's going to be like oh why is auburn getting points ranked team let's go ahead and uh take the team you know the public's going to go ahead and load up auburn in their parlays they're going to load up on auburn getting the points and i think you're going to see this line come down to like minus 140 40 minus 145 around game time so you go ahead and uh, take that if you're following the system, and if you're if you're following the system like we've been over the past couple of weeks, uh, you're gonna want to put yourself on Nevada late night, and that's currently at minus one fifty two at FanDuel Sportsbook. Might be able to get a better line closer to game time. Once again, public sees that ranked number in front of Colorado State. Why are they getting points? Uh, goes ahead and takes the team on the money line and takes the team getting points. So. With these matchups, you can oftentimes get a better money line closer to game time just because of the system and the public perception. One other game I'll leave you with tonight, um, something we've been talking about a lot in the Discord, is this Florida Atlantic team. Uh, last year, great team. Obviously makes it all the way Elite Eight Final Four run. And, and now you have this team that's laying a substantial amount of points in almost every single game. And they haven't been covering. 
the last game they've covered was actually versus St. Bonaventure. Uh, they won the game by 10, and they were laying 9.5. So they covered by a half a point. Um, unfortunately for their opponent tonight, Rice, I think that FAU is going to probably use this game as a get-right game, and I think that the books may have over-adjusted. Uh, I believe Rice is probably better than Florida Atlantic's last couple of opponents, <clears throat> which, if so, you have UAB, you have UTSA, and then you also have the Charlotte game that they lost on the road. So I think UA or FAU tonight will go ahead and use this game as a game to get right. These I think the the spreads odds makers went over, went ahead and overcorrected a little bit. I I think this should be pro- closer to sixteen and a half, seventeen. Um, and I believe that if FAU wouldn't have gone and to overtime versus UTSA. Only beat Wichita State by nine after laying sixteen and a half. Only beat UAB by thirteen, laying sixteen and a half. Beats Tulane by one point at Tulane, laying double digits. Uh, I think FAU here in this game is going to go ahead and uh, lay a whooping here on Rice, and and I think it's going to get pretty ugly pretty quickly. And those hoping for a backdoor cover probably won't won't get this one tonight. I think FAU is going to go ahead and handle business, and and that um, minus 12.5 is going to be a bet for us over at Line Movers Network. And that FAU versus Tulane spread was 8. So they went ahead and laid 8 and won the game by 1, trailed almost the entire game. Uh, Tonight, I'm going to go ahead and lay the wood with FAU minus 12.5. That's all I got for today's tickets, episode 55, guys. Quick recap, college basketball first. Uh, Alabama money line minus 170 currently, but I expect it to be closer to minus 145 during game time. Nevada money line minus 152, expecting that closer to be minus 145 as well. FAU minus 12 and a half, minus 110. FanDuel Sportsbook available currently about 11:45 a.m. Uh, some other things to nibble on tonight: South Florida minus 125 versus Temple. And then Seton Hall minus 175 versus Providence. Seton Hall is at home tonight hosting Providence. NFL Championship weekend, a couple of bets from there. Patrick Mahomes over, or Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. I like them plus three and a half. I like both quarterbacks over their rushing props. I like the 49ers minus six and a half and the over 51 in the NFC Championship game. Uh, one last thing, guys, if you want to look at an NFC team, if you think the AFC is going to win the Super Bowl, don't bet the Baltimore Ravens at plus 180 or the Chiefs at plus 380. Go ahead and bet the Chiefs over the 49ers at plus 600 or the Ravens at plus 280 over the 49ers. You're getting a lot more value there. Uh, whichever team you think is going to win, go ahead and take that. And also let's go ahead and, uh, Hope for the best with Dino Medvedev this this weekend. We got that 11-to-1 future on the line. Go ahead and uh, look in the Discord for the golf futures. We've been really, really close to hitting some massive futures the past two weeks. Uh, as always, it seems like the theme over at the Line Movers Network, we are hitting the runner-up almost every single week in um, golf. And Ian always provides a great card, so go ahead. If you want to see more of what those cards look like, send us a DM on Twitter. Send us a message on our website. Uh, you can reach us pretty much anywhere. 
We'll get you a membership for basically next to nothing for your first year. And uh, anybody that wants to show some support, head on over to the website, buy some merchandise, uh, tell a friend about us. Keep on listening to our podcast and uh, reading our articles on our website. Thanks for all the support, guys. Episode 55, that's it. Have a good one.